Timestamps for topics, spoilers, and corrections are in the description. Hello, and welcome to episode 50. Guys, we're on episode 50 of this. Whoa. A landmark. Heck yeah. Two more, and it's going to be a four-year weekly podcast that we've we made together. So that's really exciting. Yeah. Nice. Heck yeah. Welcome to episode 50 of the Roll Jump Media Podcast. I am your host, Ray, and I am joined by my co-hosts, Jose and Luis, and my good friend, Cassandra. How is everybody going doing today? How is your Saturday morning? Happy Saturday. Uh, it's going good. It's a beautiful Saturday. Yes, ha- happy, happy Saturday. <laughs> it's going fine. Awesome. A um, couple things that I wanted to mention before we get into the nitty gritty. Uh, first thing is that we made, I made, um, there has been a change to how the podcast comes off if you watch it on YouTube. Um, we are having the B-roll from our uh, gameplays on Twitch on there so you guys can see something other than my face the whole time. Uh, hopefully that's a nice improvement for you guys. And um, there's supposed to be games ca- Gamescom going on next week. I'm not sure of the dates that are happening. Does anybody know? No, I'm not sure. Let me go ahead and look that up real quick so the people know what to expect. Uh, Gamescom. Gamescom. Uh, blah, 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 blah. The Heart of Gaming, the 25th through the 27th, August 2021. Um, and I also believe that Jeff Keighley's, uh Gamescom Live or whatever it's called is happening on the 25th as well. So. We're going to probably have a pretty juicy podcast for next week in terms of announcements and things. So that's exciting as well. All right. So a overview of what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, it's not going to be a terribly complex podcast. We're going to be talking about our draft check-in, see how things stand right now. We're also going to be talking about 12 minutes. 12 minutes came out and we're going to be talking about what reviews that has been getting and we're going to be also talking about what uh the console generations that happened now that's happening now and previously and our experiences with it and we're going to be in detail about what games we played how we liked it overall and it's probably going to take up more time than we have but we can always continue it on another podcast so without further ado let's go ahead and jump into our draft let me go ahead and change the stream. Screen, pop this up. All right, so I have pulled up our draft currently. Uh, the standings right now, my team, Justice for Samus Saran, has 66 points with five games released. I do have to replace one game. And a new development, I counterpicked 12 minutes and I lost 8 points from that because 12 minutes currently has a 78 on open critic. Damn. Yeah, took a bit of an L there, but it happens. Jose's up next, Sable Defender. He has 4 games out, 2 that needs to be released, that will not release and have to be replaced. And he has 44 points. And Luis with Super Luigi Bros, 
he has five games released with 64 points and he's looking good so far as to having to put replace no games which is really cool so i should get like like 60 points for skyward sword alone right what is what does skyward sword have on open critic oh that wouldn't have even counted anyway you can't yeah, no, because it's a port yeah yeah well, we didn't count ports and everything damn how dare y'all yeah <laughs> Remakes we would count, like Final Fantasy VII Remake, I think is okay. Did we say that? We didn't have to really deal with it this time, but... I don't remember. Anyway, we already drafted our stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We already drafted our stuff, so... Um, yeah. So, Jose, I'm guessing that everything's going to stay the same for now, since I'm guessing there hasn't been a game that you want to replace it with just yet. Yeah. I don't know. I'm having the worst luck with, with these games. They're being pushed back. Um, yeah, I have to make more uh, changes because Stray is not coming out. Horizon Forbidden West isn't coming out. Um, but yeah, I'll I'll think about it a little more. Yeah, and we also have Gamescom coming up, so hopefully there's something fire that comes from there. Yeah, are we able to um, change our counter picks? I believe I can. So, okay, because uh, I feel like I'm gonna lose points with Kenna if it does come. Oh, like if you locked it in and in it in it. Um, yeah. Unless it's like yeah, but I mean, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Oh, okay. No, yeah, because I, I was like, are we able to just like change them if we want to? Um, but if not, then it's totally fine. Yeah. No, sir. You're locked in unless it's like Luis. And, Damn. And, and, <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully it's a horrible <laughs> game. <laughs> Yeah, well, within our podcast, we are hyping up Kina, uh, Kina Bridge, Bridge of Spirits, but you never know. You never know if something doesn't jive with the, with the reviewers and it gets a seventy or something. But right, yeah. And Luis, Luis, you have to change your counter pick against. Um, uh, you just have to, I'm yeah, yeah. I mean. If you're gonna, if we're allowing you to change your counter pick, can you counter pick one of mine as well? That's what I was thinking. That's why I hesitated. <clears throat> I mean, I think you should be able to and just counter pick whatever you want. Right. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to wait until we uh, choose some new games and maybe you get? Yeah. <laughs> you'll get a yeah, good I chance. Yeah, I think I'm gonna wait. Okay. Playing the long game, I re I respect it. Yes. But I'm coming for you, Ray. Two points. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. And as for our budget, um, I blew a lot of my budget on getting Metroid Dread, so I only have $14 remaining. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Luis has the most money left. He has $93 remaining. And Jose has 40 dollars remaining to draft additional games. And as for games that are coming up, Psychonauts 2 is going to be releasing on the 25th of this month, so in a few days from now. WarioWare Get It Together, uh, September 10th, and Life is Strange True Colors is coming out on September 10th as well. Just a couple of games that are coming up, and 
I'm sure we're going to be keeping tabs on that as we continue checking in on our draft. All right. Actually, before we move on to what we've been playing, I did want to go over the 12 minutes reviews that have uh, surfaced. Uh, are you guys down to talk about 12 minutes? How, do you, are you sensitive to whatever the reviewers have to say? No, I'm, I'm down. Let's go. All right. So 12 minutes. 12 minutes has a 78 top critic average on open critic and 71 critics are recommending it. Uh, what kind the game what the game is, uh, it's kind of hard for me to explain. Um, but hopefully from these reviews, you'll get a good idea of what kind of game you're in for. So I'm just taking the ones that are featured right on the front page here. So I don't have to do that much work being selfish. But um, there's one review from Ryan McCaffrey from IGN. He gave it an 8 out of 10. And he says that 12 minutes injects a compelling time loop mystery into a traditional point and click adventure game to create original gameplay that complements its story's curiosity factor. Um, Melindy Hetfield from Eurogamer, uh, there's no recommendation or, or anything, there's just an excerpt that says, there's quality within this intriguing time loop, though by the end you're left wondering whether the core idea is a good one after all. We have a review from PC Gamer by Wes Fenlin. They gave it a 53 out of 100 and a really brief uh, snippet. A, tever, a, a clever time loop setup devolves into frustrating repetition. And the last one I have right here is from Rachel Weber from Games Radar. And they said they gave it a looks like a 4.5 or 4.5 out of 5 stars about that. And they said, a miniature time loop thriller that will burrow into your frontal lobe and stay there long after you solve the mystery. So as I said previously, it currently has a 78 on Open Critic. Um, relatively good reviews, actually good reviews, I would say. Um, I know that Jose had drafted it and he probably has the most investment out of all of us for this game. Uh, how do these reviews strike you, Jose? Um, well, just on a purely like competitive, <laughs> on this one, <laughs> like on our, I'm, I'm glad that it got good reviews just cause you know, it gives me some, some much needed points. <laughs> gives you a boost. Um, right. Yeah, it does. Um, but, uh, as far as like, like, uh, well, in, in terms of like gaming, um, or what it does, you know, for gamers, um, I think it's, uh, I kind of, I kind of was hoping that we would get these good reviews um, when it first was announced or or uh, talked about. <clears throat> it seemed like a very, like a very weird uh, premise, um, and I mean right off the bat, like when something's weird, when something's like not uh, the usual, or 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 maybe the plot is not as clear. Um, uh, I don't know. That's very that's interesting to me, um, and. I don't know. I like. I've always been interested in in those type of games where, um, I don't know. Like it's just like you have to play with time, or you have to race against time, or anything that has to do with time. Um, it's one of the reasons why I like uh, Majora's Mask that it, it has this you know three day thing, um, and 
I'm I'm glad that it's it's being received well. Um, I'm I'm happy that it it worked because you know sometimes uh, some games do try new things and do try to experiment and and provide uh, new interesting gameplay and then it kind of backfires. Um, it's not received well or it doesn't click with um, consumer. Um, but uh, but yeah, it seems like twelve minutes is is doing well. Um, people are are enjoying it, and um, I don't know. I, I don't know if uh, I'll be able to play it um, at one point, but uh, but yeah, I think uh, the time factor as well as like the mystery factor uh, that it has, um, I feel like that's right up my alley. So we'll we'll see. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, I was assuming that that was kind of the the draw that you had towards it that you were. Um interested into those that those facets of what the game would offer um real quick i'll just say what my opinion is um this game doesn't really didn't really have a chance for me in the beginning because i'm really mechanic centric like you guys know and point and click adventures and i've heard that it's not even a really refined one at that is not going to go up on my priorities for playing games so um, I am also glad that it do- did well too, because um, especially as a new game, and um, it just has the the ability to do whatever it wants, pretty much, and it did take advantage of that. I think that's impressive on its own. Anybody else opinions about Twelve Minutes? Uh, yeah, so uh, for me, I've heard. Well, I follow like a, a few people, like a Twitter, who talk about games, and um, and they talk about their impressions. They talk about their impressions, and uh, I heard some of them say, you know, that maybe like the 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 voice acting wasn't um, wasn't hitting. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Uh, like uh, some of the puzzles, uh, were a little um, uh, too. Maybe too. I forgot what they said, but I think it was something like too complicated or too, too um, obtuse. Right, um, and, and it was sometimes hard to figure out how to do things. Um, and in, uh, but then uh, I saw other people, you know, praising that aspect and and you know praising the challenge to it. So um, from what I saw, um, it is sort, sort of like a a, a mixed you know, a mixed game or like the impressions are kind of mixed. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, they, I, I think overall it's done fairly well. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm into like those types of games as well, you know, especially if they're like puzzle games and and you have to think about, you know, how to solve certain things. And, and especially like this is, I'm guessing it's like a, like a mystery, like a murder mystery or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is interesting. Uh, it's, it's something that I would play. Um, I don't know how much it is, um, but but it is something that that I will give it a try. Um, but yeah, I, well, you already got the points right from it, okay? For like the death. Yeah. Okay. So. Yes, I do. All right. Um, but yeah, I mean that, that's pretty much my my overall impressions of of what I've heard. My impressions of the impressions. Impressions of the impressions. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah. 
shall we move on? I believe so. Yeah, I believe so too. I hear no objections about that. Um, we spent 12 minutes talking about 12 minutes. Imagine if that were true. All right, so what's next? We talk about what we've been playing. Let's go ahead and keep the usual order. Luis has the privilege of starting this off. Go ahead and take it away, sir. All right, so sadness, depression. Right. <laughs> uh, I've been playing uh, mostly, again, uh, similar to last time on the podcast, I've been playing mostly on my 2DS. Uh, I've been playing that um, um, uh, Puzzle and Dragons, uh, uh, Mario uh, Nintendo or Mario version. Um, again, just, you know, I just play it while I'm watching like a video or, um, or you know, just on my free time, which is like very few. <laughs> um, uh, so I've been playing that. Uh, I haven't played, uh, I played some Apex. Um, uh, I played some Apex. Finally, I was able to to um, play the new season. Uh, I hadn't played Apex in a while as well, so it was good to to get back on that. Um, and that's pretty much it. Uh, on my Switch, I haven't touched the Switch in a while. Uh, Jose has been has been gaming on the Switch. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm not a gamer no more. <laughs> how sad. Tempor temporarily. Oh, well, I don't know. I don't know how temporary is going to be. It's just probably just how it is going to be right. for a while. Right, but... right, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's just um, like also. Also, right now, gaming's kind of like in a lull. There's not like bangers coming out that makes you want to like make time to play something. So. Sword. Skyward Sword. Skyward Sword. That's it's good. not your turn. That's good. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> How dare you say that? Okay. How dare you say that? There's that's... no bangers. I will take the Skyward Sword. It's a remaster. And what about <laughs> the, it? I, I, like, I, wanna, I, I wanted to, I've been wanting to play Skyward Sword, uh, but Jose started and then he started playing Unite, so I mean, able to play on that. I need another Switch. Soon. Yeah, I did. I did buy Skyward Sword. I have it, and I plan to play it after the podcast. So, Nine. shout out to Skyward Sword. You bought it? Yes. I'm. I'm actually excited to play it. <laughs> All right. So. All right. So say your turn. Yeah. Uh, so for me, um. Yeah, I've been playing, I've kind of taken over the Switch um, this last couple of uh, weeks. Um, I did start playing Skyward Sword, um, and um, it's, it's a really, it's a, it's a very refreshing. Um, there's some things, there's some aspects about that game that you kind of forget about. Um, I think I've mentioned this before, but I only played it once <laughs> when it came out for the, um, for the week. Um, and so after I passed it, I di didn't really go back to it. Um, so playing it again, um, it's very refreshing, um, and there's some uh, aspects of it that that you kind of uh, pass on, and, and you're like, "Oh, this is this is nice." <laughs> uh, just like the, they're more expressive. Like the characters, uh, I forgot how expressive they are, and um, 
the the little cutscenes and you know all of that stuff. But uh, but yeah, it's it's been fun. Um, the the motion control is still kind of. I, I prefer to play it with the with the Joy Cons. Um, oh really? Because I I played it. Yeah, I played it handheld, and it's very weird. Um, to for me at least to wave the sword with you know one of the joysticks like when you're when you're playing handheld. Um, I'm not really used to that. Um, so yeah, I for sure uh, prefer to play it um, on on the TV with the Joy Cons. Uh, but uh, but yeah, that that's been that's been good. And then for the most part, Pokemon Unite just kind of took over my life. <laughs> um, <laughs> Tell me about week, this, dude. Been, Tell me. I was playing. Uh, <laughs> I think I was playing like every day in this past week. Um, <laughs> And I blame you, Ray. <laughs> I, yeah, for um, sure. It was my fault. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, it, it was fun. Like it's, uh, I think when I, I got hooked on it, when we started playing and, and we were losing and we were winning and it's just kind of like that, uh, that want, you know, to kind of end it on a good note. So you want to win before you stop playing. <laughs> so that can take up. <laughs> Uh, yeah. quite a few um, hours actually uh, but yeah it's, it's it's fun um and I really do like that Pokemon Unite is very I feel like it's very generous with some of the bonuses you know for logging in and for you know meeting certain uh, or or reaching certain achievements or uh, missions you know daily missions um, they really do give you a, a, a plenty of, of bonuses and you know currency and whatever uh, but uh, but yeah, it's it's been fun and and I plan on continuing to play that <laughs> for some time. And uh, sorry, uh, but yeah, that that's been it. Uh, just Skyward Sword and um, Pokemon Unite for me. Cool. Yeah, I look forward to playing more with everybody. It's something about it, man. It's just just enough investment to where it doesn't feel overwhelming. It's just it's just like junk food. It's you just can't get yeah. enough of it sometimes it doesn't um i don't know i feel like it, it doesn't feel so complicated that it uh, turns people away um, right um it's kind of a little simple um and i think that's the appeal of it as well yeah all right cassandra go ahead and regale us of your stories about Skyward Sword and maybe other games that you played as well. I know you played Pokemon Unite, but go ahead, take over. <laughs> no, Ray, we're not going to talk about Pokemon Unite. Okay. okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I feel like I have played Skyward Sword a little bit here and there, but I have like this thing where I like I get to a certain point and I don't want to play anymore because I don't want the story to end. Aww. So that's what I've been kind of doing. I've been kind of pushing off playing Skyward Sword. Um, I'm kind of like near the end game right now. Um, can you hear that? That's <laughs> really loud. Oh yeah, my bad. Let me mute myself. You can continue. Okay, I was just waiting for them to pass over. It's like really loud. But, I don't know, it's just like, um, I really like the experience of playing it so far. It's like much smoother than on the, on the Wii. And then I feel like it can just cheat sometimes because if you play it like, you can play it like with this with just the Joy Cons, right? And then you're kind of like using motion controls, 
But when I'm kind of, like, mad or I don't want to mess around and, like, I just want to, like, do something, like, really fast. Like, there's a little mini game where you have to cut, like, bamboo. And the guy's like, oh, how many times can you cut this bamboo? And so I was trying to do it with the motion controls. And can you imagine me trying to slice a bamboo stick, like, 50 times? So, no, it does not work, okay? <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry, sorry, Nintendo, but it doesn't work. I mean, if you're, like, some ninja master or you think you're, like, a ninja and, and like, you, you like slicing stuff. you calling me out. But, no, I can't do it. So, I, I use the little, I use the, like, I dock it. And then I'll just use the, the I don't know what it's like, the D-pad or whatever it is that you can you can move the sword around with when you're playing it uh, docked. Um, yeah, so I've been doing that. And then there's, like, I, I've also... It's funny because I was on Reddit yesterday and I saw someone, there's like a pumpkin mini game, right? That you can like shoot the, some pumpkins with arrows. Oh, yeah. And then, and then the people again, they were, they were like, not cheating, I guess, but their strategy was like, um, I guess they, they, they turned off the motion control. So they, they, they put the, the joy cons like either on the, you know, on the little, the little, what is it? What is it called? Does it have a name that? That little square thing in the middle where you can put the Joy-Cons on and it, it's like, it feels like a controller. I don't know. Is there a name for that? Oh, um, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. The freaking, uh, yeah, dang, you got me there. I forgot what it's called. Yeah, I, I can't think of the name either. I just know, I just, yeah. I was thinking puppy face, but that's not what it, <laughs> that's not, that's The puppy face, let's just say that, the puppy yeah. face. Yeah. Um, so people use that in order to do finish some of the stuff because it's easier that way. It's easier than just moving the joy cons around. Um, but yeah, I've been I've been trying to do that. I've been trying to do like a lot of the side quests, and I think like it's really in- intensive, and, like that aspect of Skyward Sword, because you have to do like the gratitude crystal, and so there's a lot of little like mini side quests, and I guess you kind of like get to know like the people around like his village and stuff like that because of those side quests so i think that's kind of cool um so i that i remember we talked about that in breath of the wild that was like an aspect that was missing it wasn't like you didn't really get to know the people around they kind of just walked around and maybe you came across some people i feel like the the closest relationship link made in game with like a living (laughs) A living character was with the bird. What's his name? I can't believe I already forgot the bird. Oh, um, Cass. With Cass, yeah. Because he's like, you would see him everywhere, and he would tell, like sing you a little song or whatever. And um, but that's why I like Skyward Sword. And I love that Beetle was in Skyward Sword because I love Beetle. I don't know, he's a he's a capitalist, but I love him. He only has like <laughs> he only has like ten items that he sells to you in the game, and then he just has like a little sold out sign like forevermore um but i'm okay with that but yeah i think i'm gonna finish that today or tomorrow like this weekend that's the goal so we'll see i i i since i've been avoiding skyward sword i've been like playing games that you can kind of just like pick up and go so pokemon and that unite thanks to ray that's always done to all of us and then a- I like playing Apex, but I will not touch Apex by myself because I'm so bad at it. And I, it's like, I don't want to join like a team of strangers where they just get mad because of how bad I am. So that's why I like playing with you guys. Uh, okay. um, but I love, I just love games like that because I love games that have like a competitive aspect in, in them. Like, that's why 
never in a million years did I ever think I was gonna like Fortnite. But look how how many hours I put into Fortnite. I put like two hundred hours into that game. Um, Crazy. I know, and I feel like if Apex had like a single player mode, I definitely would be like on that level right now, like playing mm. that game that much. Do you mean solo? Like you can play by yourself and queue in? Yeah, like yeah. a solo mode. Yeah. But, uh, but Pokemon Unite is, is fun too. Like I, I thought it was gonna be lame because it's Pokemon, but. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Got him. Well, yeah, dude. Come on. There's no, there's no originality. It's all the same stuff over and over again. I'm tired of catching little Pokemon. So I liked it. I liked it because it's like it's like Smite, right? And we're kind of bad at it, but we're getting there. Do you play we're, by yourself yeah. in Pokemon Unite? I have yet to play by myself. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about it, and then I'm just like, hmm, I don't know, you know? Like, I always kind of, like, back out before I do. But um, I think I'll try doing that, too, and see how it goes. I think it should, it would be... It would be okay, like, playing that one by myself because it's not, like, as high stakes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, we're... F- I feel like we're going to fare much better. I think we're already faring much better than we did in Smite. <laughs> Smite was terrible. Like, Smite, <laughs> like... I'm not saying the game was terrible, but we were just not equipped to play it. Like, the yeah. people who play it were, like, obviously pros, and we were just there, like... <laughs> like what's up y'all you know <laughs> it's like, i think that game was already established and mm-hmm. you know unite was kind of new and you guys were like going with along with everyone else you know mm-hmm. and i'm telling you like i said yesterday like i i feel like people that like smite and like i'm sure there's other games like that with the same format right like, maybe they would be drawn to the Pokemon Unite just to try it out because they like the format. But also, like, you're getting that appeal, like, the little, like, the 12-year-old Pokemon fan appeal. Like, I feel like you're getting it all, a lot of casual gamers that are going to play this game because they're like, oh, it's a, it's a Pokemon, um, how do you say? Like, it's a Pokemon vehicle, you get me? So, mm-hmm. it's more accessible. Or it, it seems more accessible. Yeah. They're going to get a rude awakening. It's bound to happen. You're not going to play against people of your same skill level. Was the system's just going to pair you up with somebody that, like me, who's played League of Legends or something before. And your day's going to get ruined. But if you like the game enough, you'll keep playing. <laughs> See, um, League of Legends like intimidates me a lot. Because uh, I feel like it's so... I don't know, like it's too much. <laughs> But it's yeah. similar, right? It's it's a similar mm-hmm. um... format. But um, I really think that Pokemon Unite is a really good stepping stone if you wanted to play another MOBA, because a lot of it, like now you know how the the map works, like where you, what you need to do, like how to pace yourself so you're not dying all the time. Those are like the fundamental things you need to know before you worry about like for Smite and stuff, you have to worry about items, and um, what else you have to worry about? Um, I guess more objectives as well to help your teammates and things. So uh, I think it's a really good that's, stepping stone. That's true. I had I had forgotten about that. I was like overwhelmed with that other like all the other things you could do in Smite. 
and this mm. one's just like really simple right. but yeah i need to learn it's like you definitely have to learn to be patient in that game because i'm always like i would get killed constantly because i was like i want to get some points in or whatever you know mm-hmm. um but i felt confident until yesterday we played against some team who just annihilated us oh yeah they, they just i don't know where they came from <laughs> I don't know how the system, like, matches us up, but they annihilated us. Like, we couldn't even breathe. And they would, like, come over, and they would, like, hit me at my Snorlax. My Snorlax, okay? And the I would die boy. in, like, three swipes. And I was like, what is happening here? <laughs> what is happening? Yeah, it's pretty It's pretty bonkers what can <laughs> a good team can can do against you. Now I'm going to go play. <laughs> I need <laughs> redemption. <laughs> okay. Anything else, Cassandra? Nah, that's that's pretty much what I've been playing so far. It's just very simple. Nintendo games. Nintendo very has true. games. They sure do. <clears throat> As for me, I have played. I haven't played a lot of Apex. I think probably the last time I played Apex was with uh, was with uh, Marcos and Luis uh, during the weekend. So last weekend, not even this weekend. So it's been a little bit. A little bit. Um, can't say much more about Apex. Super fun. It's one of my favorite games to play right now, and has been for quite a while. Um. Uh, I have played Final Fantasy fourteen because I took advantage of the free the free login that they do sometimes to get players that haven't logged in for a while to come back. And I'm in love with this game, man. I am super in love with Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, I intend to get you guys to play it um, later in the September because there is going to be a way for me to get a mount where we can all ride together and we can go around and see the world together and I can direct you guys to where to go and everything, which sounds really exciting to me. And I think it'll expose you to more of the game to see how special I think it is and how crazy beautiful it is in certain spots. So I'm looking forward to that if you guys will indulge me. Um, As for what I did during the free trial, uh, I did... There's no story, story the uh, new story yet. I have to wait for either a new patch, which I don't think there's going to be new patches with new story. But um, the new, the big bulk of new stories coming in November with N Walker, and that's going to be a whole new expansion where they're going to introduce new jobs and there's going to be new character progression or character like narrative and new villains. Probably I don't know about new villains. Probably most likely, but development of the existing villains as well and i am i'm invested in pretty much all the characters that have been introduced so far and i can't wait to see how that shapes up it's going to be like the end of the story that's been taking place since a realm a realm reborn um which is like 2013 it might have been for like the one that came out 2010 as well but they restarted the whole world and Around Reborn was the result back in 2013. So uh, really exciting stuff. Uh, I've been playing this game for a long time, probably like seven years or so, seven years on and off. 
I've been liking this game. So really fun stuff. I've been doing dungeons. Um, so you can queue up for dungeons and it's like an instance that is separate from the open world or the, the zones and they have their own aesthetic and objectives that you need to complete and you play with other with um, other people rather than yourself which is really fun and you can either be a healer a damage dealer or a tank and you have to work together to finish the objectives so doing that mostly and other there's a lot of things to do in the game so there's other things you, you have to manage to um, get the resources that you need to get gear or to level up your character things like that so a lot of dopamine dopamine to be had i feel like i'm always engaged and can't wait for more and to go back and subscribe that's a lot of information you guys you guys good <laughs> no yeah we're good that's nice okay. yeah cool stuff and we then, played this right yeah the the quote-unquote weed game <laughs> <laughs> i liked it though it was interesting yeah and you only got a little taste you barely made your character and got into the town so a lot yeah, I feel I could play more of that. I could. Yeah. And I still did. I never showed you that surprise that I wanted to show show you guys. So. Oh, I know. We we're leveling up just to get to that point, and we never. <laughs> we never followed through on that. No. We gotta play. Yeah. Can you play it on PS4? Yeah. Maybe now that my brother has a PS5, I can steal his PS4. <laughs> yeah, possible on the PS4. So only be for that game. Only. <laughs> Sony will not get my attention anywhere else. Wait a second, Cyberpunk. <gasps> I forgot to mention <laughs> that we got Cyberpunk, and oh, I'm yeah. like trying to find the time to play it. Maybe I'll play that today too. Dang! <laughs> Don't forget about Death Stranding if you ever get that one as well. Oh, that's trending. I do want to play that. I do want to play that so bad. Um, eventually, definitely. Yeah. So you do want to support Tony? <laughs> you know what, guys? I'm I'm supporting Keanu Reeves, and I'm supporting Kojima, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, but and then Pokemon Unite. But I already shared my, some of my thoughts about that. I think it's really cool. I mean, as a MOBA player, for somebody that's played League of Legends before, and how cool some of the characters in Pokemon are, like Lucario and Greninja. I really like Gossifleur. Gossifleur is a queen. I, I yeah, put that as, as a, a title. Go to. Yeah. And yeah. I've been having fun gaming. So, good stuff. All right, guys, for the rest or for most of the rest of the podcast, I was thinking we would go through console generations that we've experienced in the past and take our time, think about how it was back back in the day, playing the games on that console, our, our circumstances surrounding that console, how we felt at the time, how special it was to us, and just have a discussion about them. You guys think that's pretty cool? Yes, let's do it. All right. So to aid me, I do, I'm going to pull up a Wikipedia post with all the 
from console generations. Uh, did you guys play the the original NES? No. Okay. No. All right. No. Okay. Any Atari stuff, mm -hmm. Master System, things like that? No, we're fake Nintendo fans. Nintendo fans. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, so I probably did touch the NES at one point, maybe. No, no. No, I think that's too old for me. <laughs> uh, so we can go ahead and start with the fourth generation. And they said that the fourth generation was from 1987 to 2004. What? Yeah. Uh, I think... Okay, so did you guys have the Turbo Graphics, PC Engine, Mega Drive, Genesis, or the Neo Geo? Have you guys had experiences with those? No. <laughs> okay, yeah, me neither. So, <laughs> oh, maybe the Sega Genesis, but I don't know if that was in this one or the other one. I don't have much to say about that one anyway, so let's go ahead yeah. and start. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go ahead and start with um the super nintendo um, super nintendo we did came get out to play that one you guys did right yeah yeah just real quick before you guys get into it uh it came out in 1991 super nintendo in north in north america it's older than that it's 30 years old <laughs> Dang, yep. Uh, also, according to this Wikipedia post, it sold over 49 million units. Wow. Yeah. Pretty decent. Pretty good. And does anybody have a thought or a memory that jumps right out at them when they think of a Super Nintendo? Um, for me, it's several, um, actually, uh, so we did have a Super Nintendo, um, and I think it was, I don't know, who, I, I don't know if it was my, my mom's, um, or my, my uncle's, but, uh, but yeah, we had that for a while and, and we got to play, uh, several games. Um, I think like the two main, uh, games that come to mind are, uh, Super Mario World, um, what was it, 2? Super Mario World? Oh, um, yeah, the first one. Um, we spent so much time playing that game. I think even our parents would play that game, and they would take turns. <laughs> so my dad would play, and then my mom would play. It's weird. Um, turns <laughs> out, you know, they were weeds before we were. <laughs> but, um, uh, but yeah, uh, that was that was like we had it in the garage as well at one point. So whenever, you know, um, we would do like chores outside, uh, we would play, we would take turns. Um, one of us would go do the chores or whatever, and then one of us would be playing and then we would um, alternate. So that was, um, that was fun. And um, Donkey Kong uh, Country uh, 2, uh, that one was also a, a really fun game. Um, and the funny thing is, I don't think we ever I don't think I personally ever passed those two games <laughs> um, during the uh, entire time we had the Super Nintendo. Um, but uh, 
but yeah, it was fun. I don't know. Like it was just, it, I think that kind of, I, I don't want to say late the, the groundwork for us, you know, getting into gaming because the Nintendo 64 was, was a big part of that. But, um, but it definitely was, um, it definitely added to that uh, kind of love for Nintendo um, and Nintendo games. So, uh, and then there's, there's several other, you know, games here and there that, that we also played that, that just good memories of those games. Yeah. And then one time I tripped over the controller and the Super Nintendo <laughs> fell and we couldn't oh. play it again, ever again. Really? That's what happened? Yeah. Oh. Wow, you killed it. Yeah. <laughs> I hate myself for it. I think it was me, right? I, I yeah, I think it was me. Yeah, those were... Or special nights we'll play outside as a family it was fun that's really cute we we don't like my mom is like i get fantasia like i don't know like she's never gotten the yeah, right. video games so it's just mainly like my brother and and i and like our uncle Yeah, that was back in the day when if you tripped over the power cord and that power cord came out, dude, that was the end of the world. Yeah. No saves. <laughs> We're going to talk about the 64 in a bit. Oof. <laughs> dude, all right. Um, you guys want to share any more <laughs> thoughts or should I? T yeah, I'll turn it over to you guys before I talk about anything. I used to play the Super Nintendo a lot. We would go to like a cousin's house in LA, and like they that was like the one thing we all had in common, right? Like, oh, we all like playing Mario games, so we would play Super Mario World, um, and we would always like take turns. And of course, I would die first, like all the time. So like my brother would like he would always he always had more playing time and stuff like that. <laughs> um, but I remember it was fun. It was fun getting through like the worlds together. I think we always started at the first world and we just like made our way. Um, I don't think we ever beat the game though. I vaguely remember, I don't know if this is like some kind of like fabricated memory, but I feel like there was a Ren and Stimpy game on the Super Nintendo. And I just, I remember that was one of the games my cousin had. And we'd always look at it and we're like, oh, we don't like this. And so we wouldn't play the Ren and Stimpy game. But I I remember they had, like, they must have had, like, some boring, like, shooter game or something. Like, was there, like, a James Bond game or something on there? I feel like those, I remember those were, like, some of the other options. And I was just like, I don't like this. Like, just give me Mario. That's, like, the only time I'll say, like, give me Mario over anything else. <laughs> there was a Ren and Stimpy game. On the it Super was. Nintendo. Yeah. Okay, so I'm not crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that, like, vaguely, but it, it was looks pretty cursed. Like, <laughs> it, it does. Like, it wasn't too appealing, so, you know, like, our go-to was also always Super Mario World. Mm. Any other thoughts? 
I remember there was um, we had a, a Tasmanian Devil game <laughs> um, that we really did enjoy. It was really fun. Um, and now that I think about it, it was like a, it was like a pre um, I, what are those mobile games called where you have to get the coins? You're you're running, um, and you're just mm. constantly running. Um, yeah, I think I it's an end, endless but, uh, runner. Oh, like temple yeah, runner. Um, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it was like, like that, so it was like a precursor to that. Like they were ahead of their time. <laughs> but um, that's dope. But yeah, it was like this game of Tasmanian Devil, just running through like a road, and you had to move, you know, to uh, catch. I think it was like chicks, and you would just eat them. I'm guessing. <laughs> um, and and yeah, that was really fun. Uh, I think it was called Tas Tasmania, Tasmania, um, and. Yeah, we really do. Uh, we enjoyed that one a lot as well. I feel like licensed games like hit back then, you know? Yeah. Anything else? That's true. I hadn't really thought about that before. I feel like back in the days, you had a lot, a lot more variety in games. Or maybe it's just that we don't buy, we're not inclined to buy those games like now. Like, uh, like uh, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I remember on like some of the, well, they're older now, but it was like, I feel like it was a Game Boy or something. I had like a Rugrats game. Oh my gosh, the Game Boy was ripe for those games. It was crazy. Yeah, and then now it's like, I don't know if there is. I kind of just go to... You know, I look for what I like, but I wonder if kids now have that same, like, experience, you know? Yeah. Oh, man. I don't think this includes the Game Boy. You just brought it up. I think it's just home consoles. Oof. No that way. has to be Game talked Boy about. Was like, yeah, because I feel like it was easier to get, like, a handheld console. Like, they're always, like, less expensive and... Mm -hmm. I remember that was, like, the first time I had, like, my own game, you know? And I didn't have to share it with my brother. And I I, I would spend hours on, like, the dumb little games that I had. Like, I had a Yoshi Yoshi's World game on there. I love playing that Yoshi game. Ah, uh, man. I'm not sure what um, generations those would be in. I guess I would have a rough estimate. Let me just go back to the page that I was on. So Game Boy, Super Nintendo. Was the original Game Boy out with the Super? It had to be, right? Let me think. Let me see. Did you guys have an original Game Boy? Like Game Boy or Game Boy Color? No. My first one was the Game Boy Advance. Okay, yeah, I think we played a Game Boy Advance. Like, I never remember the Game Boy Color or Game Boy. Okay, okay. Okay, so the Game Boy Color came out in 1998, and that was my... I want to say it was my first handheld, con like, legit handheld console. Uh, what would that fall into? That would fall into... the sixth? Gener sixth generation? I guess. I'll just drop it in there, I suppose. 
All right. Um, any more thoughts before I share my thoughts about the Super Nintendo? Go for it. Okay. So Super Nintendo, I it was pretty impactful for me. Very impactful, uh, similar to how you guys were. Um, I remember fond memories of playing this system at my grandma's house because um, I would get dropped off over there frequently to, they would look after me for most of the day because my parents were working and all that. So a lot of my childhood was spent at my grandma's house and the Super Nintendo was pretty much the console <laughs> at that house. So very, very vivid memories of playing Super Mario World, um, I remember playing a lot of Donkey Kong Country, the original one. That's where my love for the original Donkey Kong Country came from. Um, what else was there? Uh, Final Fight was uh, side, like my first side-scrolling game that I played on a console. That was really fun. Uh, I don't know if I still have it. I a lot of a lot of my Super Nintendo games were like lost in the shuffle of things, unfortunately. But um, yeah, and Super Mario World specifically, uh, having you know cousins like Cassandra was alluding to, playing those games with your cousins or your relatives, and <laughs> I rem I don't know who this cousin was to this day. I just remember I just remember her having cereal inside of a plastic cup, or it might have been like animal cookies or whatever with milk, eating it with a spoon, and just like playing Mario. At the same time, yeah, yeah that's <laughs> just, like the best. <laughs> yeah, it's just that kind of like that vibe. It's it's just something that our generation just went through, and it was it's such a nice memory to look back on. It's so relatable. Yeah, quite relatable, and um, I'm pretty sure I played this one with my dad, but. That was, it was also my introduction to sports games. So there was this game, NBA Jam, an arcade basketball game. Uh, super flashy and fun, fun to play. I remember having fun playing it. I'm pretty sure it was with my dad. I don't think my cousins liked playing it too much. So that was probably one of those games my dad and I bonded over, as well as the Super Mario World. So... I think it was just the the sentimental value of the of the Super Nintendo can't be overstated. It's part of our childhoods. This was like pivoting the conversation, but I mean, can y'all imagine that? Can y'all imagine like if you do have kids? Like, are you guys gonna be like here, child? I'm passing this on to you. I'm passing the knowledge on to you, like. Okay, well, what what would be like the introductory game that you would give your kid if you had one? Ooh, that's a good question. I think it would be Super Mario World. Yeah, old school. Yeah. I think that game. I think for me, go ahead. Might be a great enough time. You're a madman. True. For child. <laughs> Breath of the Wild. <laughs> you can do whatever you want, kid. 
I just I just think that's that Super tough. Mario. Oh, go ahead. You want to say say yours first? Oh no, I just said that's tough. Sorry. Go ahead. All right. I just think that Super Mario World is you can there's actually I don't think there's a way to not have fun on your first like pick up the controller and just consume this game. Like from a visual standpoint, it's like one of a kind. From a playing the game standpoint, you can just have fun watching Mario just like do his animations, either walking, figure out how to how to run with holding the button, jumping, seeing the the Goombas or whatever enemy it is just morph into something else when you jump on them or uh, hurt them or whatever. And just hitting the blocks as well. Just like those fundamental things in a game, in a Mario game, I think just hits all the spots for anyone or any gamer or anybody. It did not have to be a gamer, just whatever, whoever picks up the controller. Mm -hmm. That's true. It's the classic, right? The blueprint. So yeah, I, I think my one thing, like if, if, I would like play with like a little kid like my thing is like I remember getting frustrated that I would die a lot <laughs> so okay. like in the new games they're like it's like open world right like even Mario Odyssey it's like I feel like you can kind of roam a little bit and play without um maybe losing so fast you know mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. that's like the one plus that the newer games have and like like how you were saying with Breath of the Wild, like yeah, you could like you could mess around so much in Breath of the Wild. Like I yeah. can't wow, like I can't imagine like being a kid and playing that. Like there's just so much to do, like so much to see. True. Like it, I think it would be like really, really fun. <laughs> That's my alarm again. <laughs> um but yeah, because I was thinking about like Ocarina of Time. While I love Ocarina of Time. It took me ages to finish it because it was hard for me. So I I guess that's what I'm thinking about as well. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah, you have to have games that are accessible. Because if, if, if it's not, then I, I feel like it's not that fun anymore. When you're, like, maybe, like, a little bit frustrated because you don't know what to do. Or you don't know, like, some of the controls or things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For open world... Breath of the Wild would probably be the one. Um, I, for some reason, Skyrim went through my mind, but Skyrim is more... I don't think it's as universal as something like a Breath of the Wild. And for just like a regular game, I would pick Super Mario World. That's so true. I mean, I would, I would for sure start with like a... I don't know, they, they might be weird, but like with a Nintendo game, for sure. Um, That's, just oh my to gosh, yeah. Indoctrinate them. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> just to like, um, I don't know, I, I feel like it's more, because I don't know, like when you asked that question, the first thing I thought of was Marcos, because um, obviously Marcos was born and, you know, he was a little kid and um, we were a little older and we were playing, you know, Legend of Zelda. We were playing Ocarina of Time. Um, and what we would do is we, Marcos would like want to be there, you know, watching and playing. So we would give him a controller and pretend like we connected it. <laughs> but it obviously wasn't, but you know, Marcos thought that he was playing and moving it. And, and that to him was like, you know, he was entertained there. And I feel like that exposure, you know, obviously it kind of made him interested in, in Zelda. Um, same with Pokemon, you know, like we, we live. <laughs> 
briefs and <laughs> Pokemon, like like our sheets were Pokemon bed sheets with Pokemon. We had posters, you know, coin. Um, uh, what is what is that piggy bank uh, with Pokemon? And so Marcos was exposed to that as well. And so just by being there, like he uh, kind of uh, fell in love with that as well. So. Um, so that's that's where my man, mind went um, uh, as far as like just kind of exposing them to these uh, games, um, and then obviously you know Marcos he moved on. Well, he didn't move on. He still likes those games, but you know obviously he started playing um, with the PS3, and you know he's mu much more. Um, what's the word? Like he has a lot more. Uh, well versed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Minecraft, he plays Minecraft, and, and that's another game that I feel like that's the appeal. Um, Minecraft is just exploring and building, and, and it's that open world um, uh, mm -hmm. accessibility that I think uh, you guys were talking about with Breath of the Wild, that it's just, you know, a kid could literally spend four hours, like, cutting trees or whatever, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or, like, or, like, climbing, you know, a mountain, um, you know, not even necessarily, like, uh, progressing with the plot and, and, and the game, but just, you know, moving around and, and doing these, you know, things that, you know, are fun to them. Um, so, so yeah, but, but yeah, I don't know, for sure, for me, it would be, it would be like a Nintendo game, just because I feel like it's, well, that that's how it happened to me. You know, it, it's kind of like a tradition, if you will. Um, it's not really a tradition, but, because um, I don't know, I feel like the PS, like the PS games, the Xbox games, they're a lot more. I don't know. They, I don't know. They, I feel like they're very overwhelming, or they could be very inaccessible. But I mean, that's just me because again, I didn't play any of those games as a kid. Um, so I don't know. It could it could be different um, with this uh, with the new generation or whatever. That's so hilarious! Like how Ray had brought up Skyrim. Like, I could not imagine giving a kid, like, hey, Exactly, that's, that's what I thought. Yeah. Let's play some Skyrim. Let's play some League of Legends. Dude. Let's play Death together. Like, no. Hey, you want to play some Sekiro? No, no. It has to it's be Nintendo. It has to be wholesome. <laughs> how about Minecraft? I love that. I love I cuz for for me it wasn't my first thought cuz I never played Minecraft cuz I was like aged out of that already. Right. But I like kids love Minecraft. Like my little cousin, he's like 9 years old and he's obsessed with Minecraft and he'll tell me about like he'll tell me about all the little characters and I don't understand but I'm just like, "Oh, that's amazing." And then I'm always just like, "Tell me more." And he'll talk and talk and talk for hours about Minecraft. And he has, like, an amazing vocabulary because of Minecraft. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's one game that I'm thinking of that will be relevant in the next generation, but a game that really also impacted me was Spyro. And I think that's also a really good introductory game because the mechanics aren't too um, the mechanics aren't com complicated. You can just kind of like Mario, figure out how to you can you you can have fun just jogging or walking, 
but once you learn how to press a button to sprint or go faster and how to do your basic attack, which is just the fire, breathing fire. I think the world of uh, Spiral is really Nintendo-esque, um, really accessible to all ages and has that fun factor that a, a Nintendo game like you guys are bringing up would. That's true. I, I, my brain, my anti-Sony brain wouldn't have thought of that, but I do remember, I think it's, I think Spyro or Crash Bandicoot, one of those games. I remember it was like really nice and colorful and we would occasionally play that, but not really. <laughs> because there was, there was a future, there was a, a you that was older, that was a Nintendo stand. <laughs> Pressuring right. the kids. Nah, I don't know. I'm not sure about <laughs> that, but I guess in a way I had the same thing because PlayStation was kinda a thing like that was I wouldn't say it was pushed on me, but it was exposed to me more, I would I would say. Cause of um me playing NFL games on it or basketball games on it or seeing my cousins, my older cousins play it. And I was just, I think that's what uh, pushed me towards the PlayStation brand. I think that's how it's got to be, right? Because like, yeah. I feel like, but, and I, I think back in the days, the marketing was like harder, right? Like they were like, they were heavy, like saying, like I remember Sega was like, oh, Nintendo's for kids, but Sega's for cool kids or for like teenagers or whatever, right? I'm sure mm. PlayStation kind of did the same thing as well. But, like, I okay, I just remember, like, my brother playing, like, Resident Evil games. Mm -hmm. I, I I imagine you can play those on a Nintendo as well. But I remember seeing those, and I'm like, that's so not for me. I would I remember mm. playing Resident Evil 4 on the uh, GameCube. Oh, okay. And I was like, well, this is interesting, but I don't, I don't remember the whole story, so I probably never beat it. But it was just, like... That's probably my exposure, the extent of my exposure to like those, those games that are a little bit more complicated, you know, mm -hmm. like. Mm -hmm. How did none of us uh, get exposed to the Sega, like, to, like seriously like the, the system? Like, I don't even remember that much marketing about the Sega. Like, one of my dad's uh, friend's kid had a Sega, and I, I saw him play it, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't have any experience with the Sega. Um, was Sega Sonic? Yeah. 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 Cuz I remember playing Sonic. <laughs> I just don't remember what system it was on. I thought it was the Dreamcast. <laughs> the Dreamcast is probably the most recognizable popular version of Sonic back in the day, yeah. But since we're jumping around <laughs> systems, uh, should we go to the fifth generation? The next one? Yeah. All right. Um, depending on how much time we take up on this one. Uh, this will be the last one because it's getting close to 12. So uh, this will be the last one for today, and then we'll continue it later. Um, just real quick, though, did you guys have a Sega CD, CDI, or a Neo Geo CD, or have anything to say about those? I don't think I ever we ever had that okay just checking no <laughs> yeah me neither 
Alright, so fifth generation consoles. Fifth generation consoles included the FM Towns FM Towns Marty, Amiga, C D thirty two, Atari Jaguar, 3DO, PC FX, Sega 32X, uh, Sega Saturn, PlayStation, Nintendo 64, and Apple Pip Pippin. Alright, so we're probably gonna have a lot of talk about these two systems, the N64 and PlayStation. So, um, do you guys want to talk about them? You guys have time to talk about them on for the rest of the podcast? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, before we do N64, because I know you guys have more experience with that, I'll just I'll talk about PlayStation first. You guys can have the end. All right. Okay. All right, so the original PlayStation, the original PlayStation um, was also a really impactful console in my life as well. Um, as I said before, that was where I, I, a lot of the sports games that I grew to love, like NFL Blitz, and I think it was just mostly NFL games. Uh, I believe also had a hockey game. Dude, I have so many PlayStation games. I'm not even going to front. I have, you know those those CD cases? That you keep see like supposed to keep like music CDs and stuff in. Yeah. I have three of those for PlayStation games. That's wild. I have so many PlayStation games. I have a snowboarding game. I have like a bike, uh, um, extreme sports games like where you where you rode um skateboards and bikes and did tricks and stuff. Uh, those kind of games, hockey game. Monopoly, <laughs> um, Area 51, a top-down game loaded that I shouldn't have been playing when I was small because it's just a really bloody, like, top-down go-through-mazes-and-kill-people game. Um, what else is there, dude? I have so many. A Scooby-Doo game. Um, Spider-Man 1, Spider-Man 2. Dude, those PlayStation games on, on Spider-Man games on PlayStation, I think it was also on the Sega as well maybe also the n64 other systems those are some of my favorite games man like oh man those were i think those games were the first ones where nobody else was playing with me and i just wanted that game for myself because i like spider-man and i played it on my own and had a blast that was like probably the first game where that actually happened to me for the first and second one on playstation and i think they still graphically they don't hold up but i think the <laughs> How the story is presented and the simplicity of the game overall is still holds up. Um, what else is there? Spyro, I mentioned earlier. Spyro was really awesome. Spyro 2, Ripto's Rage, I really liked a lot. Another one of those games I played by myself pretty much and loved every minute of it. Mmm. I think that's about it. Yeah, that's about it for PlayStation for me. A lot of games, a lot of good memories too. Oh, one more memory I wanted to share. Um, this is the game where I distinctly remember playing with my mom. Uh, she played a ship game with me. You know those, like, um, think of, what is it? Um, Space Invaders? You know how Space Invaders, you're taking control of a ship and then you have to um, kill the enemies from the bottom of the screen? Yeah. 
Yeah, so in this game, it was called Raiden Project. Um, it was more dynamic. Um, you, there was like a transitioning background, and then you could move the ship and everything up and down. And there was big explosions and varied enemies. And it was super hard. Uh, I don't. I never f completed the game, but we would all do the first couple levels or whatever together. Uh, she would be one ship and I'd be the other. And that game I always remember as a game that I enjoyed playing with my mom. So. That's cute. Yeah. That's it. That's all I wanted to say. Um, as somebody who, as people who haven't really, didn't really play the original PlayStation, do you have any questions as to how it was? Um, well, I think we did have experience playing with it uh, very few times. Mm. Um, and it was mainly like whenever we would go to like our uh, cousin's house and they had it. Uh, and so we would play for like a bit and then we would leave. Um, it was never like a long-term type of thing. It was just like here and there. Um, and I don't know, like I remember um, as a kid, like whenever, whenever we would play that, like it felt very, how would I explain it? Like to me, the PlayStation was, like like it's designed because obviously me coming from like nintendo 64 um and you know uh you know super nintendo like looking at the uh the, the ps1 uh the console you know its design was very sleek to me and it was uh, very like mm -hmm. like high tech you know and i thought it was like <laughs> this really advanced like you know gadget and you know with the disc and and it's like you know well like i don't know like this isn't for me, you know, like this isn't, this is for like, like hardcore gamers, like, whoa. You That's know? crazy. I thought, was, I thought it was like for rich people, to be honest. Um, but, uh, and, but, but yeah, I remember very distinctly, like whenever I would play that, you know, that's the kind, that's the sense that I got, you know, it's like, oh, like, like, what am I doing with this, you know, um, in my hand? Like, this isn't, it never really clicked for me. Um, mm -hmm. And, like right from from even like when you turn on the the PS One, you know the little when you know the logo appears. Um, I believe it was a a white a white screen, right? And the logo. Yeah. Um, and even that to me felt very like, like. Very advanced and and almost like, <laughs> I mean I don't want to bash it, but it felt very, like cold, very, mm. very um. Not Nintendo, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, like the like the warmth and, and the colors of, of the Nintendo games and mm -hmm. and and so for me, uh, it always felt distant. Like I always felt distant from it. Um, it I, I never felt like oh, this is like a like a, a console that I can play and and, and fully immerse into in uh, into. Um, Interesting. And I don't know. That was it, it was weird, you know. Um, and I mean, I guess that's i mean i don't know if that's the, that was their intention if you know they were trying to you know offer something a little more sleek a little more um uh, different from nintendo um i mean it obviously worked because now it's, it's like the you know competition direct competition um of nintendo but uh um but yeah i don't know as a kid that was my experience um with the ps1 it was just very distant i was i felt very distant from it um never really clicked with it Right. I can understand that. 
Do you remember what game you would play with your when you went over? Um, I think it was, wasn't it the Crash, the racing game? It was Crash Bandicoot. Um, the, oh, the yeah? racing game. Uh, I forgot the the actual name of it. Yeah. Um, I think Spyro also. I want or no, I don't remember. Um, and I think FIFA. <laughs> FIFA. Soccer. So. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, not the best, you know, <laughs> way to get me uh, to play that console. But, but yeah, it was like a, a wide variety. But I mean, cool. obviously, like FIFA, you know, you sit down, you play FIFA. Like as a kid, I'm like, I don't want to play this. Like I want to play, <laughs> you know, with monsters and and you know, colorful like fictional characters. Like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, I guess for. Sports games, I guess it clicked with me because I thought it was the coolest, like, coolest thing. Like, seeing my dad and my older cousin play together. I think I just had a different perspective as to what those sports games could could elicit. Because, like, they would get so excited, like, so into it, like, borderline, like, yelling about it, like, excitedly. And I think right. that just impacted me. It's like, oh, my gosh, this looks so fun. I want to do that. Yeah, but um, anything about PlayStation before we, you guys take over with the N64? No. Okay. <laughs> All right, you guys, I gave you guys the floor. Tell me about the, play, the <laughs> PlayStation, Nintendo 64. It's the Zelda machine. Uh, isn't it the Mario 64 machine? No. Oh. oh my bad, sorry. What the freak? When, uh, whenever I um think of the uh uh Mario sixty four, I always think about the like the Zelda games, like Cassandra said, the um kind of time in, in Majora's Mask. because um, I, I feel like that's everything I played in the 64 that's like the the games to play there mm. you know um so yeah to me it was you know <laughs> yeah I, I think it's accurate to say it's like the Zelda machine um but yeah i mean it, i don't know like the that's i think that's the the console that where we you know we started like uh where we well we started playing um uh, Zelda. Uh, but we also had a, a um, Pokemon Stadium. Uh, we had Pokemon Snap, uh, and this is where we. These were like the first Pokemon games um, that that we played, uh, before even before we even like touched the the mainline, you know the 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 what's it called the turn based uh, Pokemon games. Mm, okay. And, so that was also like an introduction to, to Pokemon through the 64. So I think a lot of the, the, what we like came from the, from the 64. So, so it's a, it's a console we, well, I appreciate, um, but yeah. Yo, that controller, dude, <laughs> I can't get over it. Like, I don't, I think even Nintendo fans was like, what the heck were they thinking with this controller? 
It's iconic, yeah, Ray. <laughs> okay. It's it's a it's iconic. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the design was kind of weird. Huh? The Say design it. was kind of weird. Yeah. They, they made it specifically like that, so you could play Mario Party, and you could have enhanced enhanced angles <laughs> to be able to do to push buttons or. I'm just thinking of like the Raft mini games. Do you remember the infamous Raft mini game? From what we played together, uh, I can't remember specifically, unfortunately. Well, you remember you have to like you have to you have to spin the the what is it called the the analog stick joystick the joystick the joystick. So you have to move the joystick around. And then in order to, like, move the raft to the other side, basically, whatever. So I would always grab it by the middle and then move it, right. the joystick, like that. I feel like that's, it was, like, the uniqueness of that. Like, otherwise, it would just be, like, you know, how it is now. Just one on the left and one on the right side. But rest in peace to my hand because of that <laughs> mini game. That one, the one time we played together... Because also, besides being the Zelda machine, the 64 for us was the Mario Party machine. Mm -hmm. I feel like we would play Zelda. We would play... Um, I don't remember playing Mario 64. Honestly, I never remember playing it. My brother played it. I don't know how. Um, but I would. I just feel like Ocarina of Time on there. And then we have a Mario Party copy. I know we have other 64 games, but I don't really touch them. Um, but I love that game. It's so iconic. And the one time we played, I got a blister because of that Raft mini games. Yikes! <laughs> yeah, we should play I it again. I'm so down to play. I love Mario Party. Mario Party is the casual game for me. I love it so much. Yes, I think going back to what we said about like an introductory game for a kid, I think Mario Party is really fun. Or yeah. Mario Kart. Um, but that's like Mario Party for me. Like, I think of Mario Party and I think of the original one. Because I never played the other ones, like, on the, on the Wii or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Until we played Mario Party, like, 8 or something. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. What is this? And then the Mario Party on the Switch, I also didn't buy it. But... Seeing that new one that's coming out, that one seems really interesting. The yeah. one with online play? Yes, I feel like, dude, that's a whole nother level. Oh my god, Mario Party with online play. Yeah. That's like, I love, that's what we needed during the pandemic. For real. <laughs> but I'm glad it's happening. Mm -hmm. um, but for that Nintendo 64, I know. Um, yeah, like Luis mentioned, like I think that's that's the console that that kind of shaped us, <laughs> um, just kind of defined what our interests um, would be. Um, and but I don't know, like whenever I think of the Nintendo sixty four, I I it always I always go back to like the colors, like just how colorful um, uh, it was. Like even because we had like the. Like we had the original one, but then we also got uh, the the green one, like the transparent one, um, and like I always think of that, and I always think of mm. of 
like Majora's Mask, we had the, the golden cartridge as well. So I don't know, it, like there's always color associated to those memories of me playing. Um, and I don't know, it was, it was such a good, like, I don't know, like <laughs> it, it may sound cheesy, but like I always think like I was so lucky to be born like during a time like where, where I was able to experience like all of that, you know, I was able to experience, yeah, maybe I missed out on, you know, like the older consoles, but like, you know, for the Nintendo 64 to be like the one console in my childhood, like, ah, uh, you know, that like that's, that's so, I'm so lucky, you know, because that was like the beginning of a lot of franchises that, you know, uh, you know, super um, Smash Brothers. Like, I, I remember we would rent that. Uh, we never owned it, um, but we would rent it from like our nice. local um, uh, store. Yeah. Um, and like our minds were blown, like our little five, six year old minds, you know, like, <laughs> oh, Mario and Pikachu and Yoshi, what the heck? <laughs> you know, like, this is so cool. And, and I don't know, like, it's, it's just like this pure, uh, like, kid fun. Like, we were just, I don't know, like, it was just so, so good. Um, and that's probably the reason why now Luis has a stack of Switch games he hasn't played. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just like all the money that we invest in these games and consoles now. I think it's because of like the joy and, and just the fun that we had back then with, you know, the Nintendo 64 and, and those consoles. Damn. You need to honor Nintendo right now by picking up your Switch, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love how you associate it. Like, you made it, you made it sound way nicer. Like, the, all of the memories associated with it. Um, but I don't know. I feel like I don't have a, as deep a connection with it because, like I said, I was always, like, I was always, like, maybe? Oh, my God. I'm making a connection right now. As a kid... <laughs> I would not play that game. I would not play games that much, right? Like, I was always watching, like, my brother play or, like, our uncle play. And I, I, I always wanted to play, and they wouldn't let me play because I would die really fast. And they would be like, oh, it's my turn now. So they had more playtime, right? Maybe that's why I don't like watching, like, YouTubers, like, play. Like, you, you get Ooh. me, like, the, the streamers and stuff like that. Dude. Maybe that's why. We're going Freudian here? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it. Because I, I went back to a lot of those games as, in, like as, as a teenager or like a little bit older, you know? And like I finally beat Ocarina of Time as a teenager because I couldn't as a kid. But wow, look at this. Look at this. <laughs> I see the connection, yeah. Dang. That could be. That could be. Well, I, I think it's like very similar to what we're talking about, Jose. Uh, I think one time you told me like, oh, why do you buy all these games? Like, you don't even play them. <laughs> and I think it was because like as a kid, we, we didn't have money to buy them. And now that I have money, I want all the games. So I cannot <laughs> play them. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's weird. Um, oh, I definitely, I can see that. I think my brother's the same way. Yeah. It's the traumas. <laughs> you're healing your inner child mm -hmm, exactly because i never had the chance to play all these games but our parents did what they could like if you think about it us being like us being little mexican-american kids and we i remember 
like talking to like classmates or whatever and they would be like oh we never play games or we're not allowed to play games and or we can only play on the weekend or whatever like that or they just never had games at all in their life like i remember like i had a conversation with a friend the other day and i was like oh you know mario games right like you played them before and then she was like no i've never played a mario game and i i've just like looked at them and i'm just like what like Shit. what yeah It's mind blowing. Yeah, man. Um, I I know I missed out on uh, iconic games with sixty four and Majora's Mask. Uh, debatable with Major not Majora's Mask. Uh, Ocarina of Time. Debatable with, Maj with Majora's Mask. People can't seem to commit with that one. But <laughs> uh, for me. Would I say that you missed something iconic on the PlayStation? I think from the games that I played, I don't think you did. Maybe Spyro, almost, but that's borderline. Because I didn't play uh, Final Fantasy VII. That wasn't even on my radar. I didn't know, even know that was ex that existed. You know, the iconic things that you that you think of with the PlayStation, Metal Gear Solid, wasn't on my radar. I think I saw it on like a demo disc for the PlayStation, and I didn't what didn't pay attention to it really so i guess you did miss out on it but since i can't give you that perspective as somebody who played it back then i think that's the difference between how you guys saw the 64 and how i consumed the playstation it seems like the playstation was vibes <laughs> like yeah. it, it was like the communal experience, like playing with other people who are just as excited about those games, like the sports games. I feel like I, you have to be either like really sporty and like like love like football to play Madden or and the NBA, right? Um, there's mm -hmm. even like a freaking MLB one now. Um, but I remember playing. I can't remember what PlayStation it was, but like Street Fighter was on PlayStation, right? Street Fighter. Oh, no. <sighs> like those little fighting sure. games. Um, for PlayStation, the ones that were really popular, I remember, were like Soul Calibur and Tekken. Not really Street mm. Fighter. Okay, I just, I don't remember what, I know it was a game where you could fight. <laughs> yeah. But I remember, like, again, when we would go over to, like, other cousins' house, like, they would have that. They would have, like, little fighting games that, Everyone could just take turns playing them, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I think, I think it's different to like a Ocarina of Time or, or Mario sixty four, where you can't really just pick up and go, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. It's just PlayStation had all the games, like any kind of like genre you would think of or something you're interested in, they have a game for it. It might not have been a good game, but they had a game for it. Just so many things to choose from. And um, one game I want to mention for PlayStation, Tomb Raider. I remember Tomb Raider quite a bit. Um, we played that. Yeah. Tomb Raider was awesome, man. I mean, it's pretty hard for somebody that's, like, a child, but I remember seeing my cousin play, and I thought it was such a cool game, like a 
mature game that was like, oh my gosh, what is this game? It looks really cool. It's freaking shooting pistols and shooting animals in the face with them. And you see the blood. I'm like, oh my gosh, what is this? It was pretty cool. Oh. <laughs> right? Violence. Yeah. Violence. Um, I never got beyond like the introductory portion of the game. Yeah. <laughs> I love the I music. Just... I didn't know what to do, so I didn't get the full experience, but... Oh, really? Yeah. I just remember her her triangle features. Oh, yeah, the po polygons? Yeah, the polygons. Do you remember, like, seeing her die? I, like, like yeah, the sound effects and stuff? Yeah. <laughs> I think everybody... Oh, what happened? Let's do a retro retro game night, y'all. Dude, yes. Let's do it. That'd be so fun. That's a good idea. I gotta write it down before I forget. <laughs> I think everybody should experience how it was to jump in the original Tomb Raider. I can't remember. It was really you it was really deliberate. You can't just jump just because you wanna well you could but it was really calculated. Like, you had to plan out, like, okay, I'm going to take these back steps, get a running head start, and I'm going to jump at this precise <laughs> time so that I can grab that ledge and I don't die or lose a whole bunch of health falling to, my, falling to the ground. It was really cool, but also really tense. I remember it very, being very technical. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I was I was just like, what is this? Like I can't just like run around or something, like roll yeah. around, like leap, like it was really <laughs> hard. And I yeah, I didn't really get much out of playing that. But maybe now, if I tried it now, maybe I could get a little farther. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Retro game night sounds so dope. Yes. We're doing it. Pencil it in. <laughs> Pencil it in. All right, so we are over. We are over the time we usually <laughs> stop at. Um, you know, twelve twenty-four. We usually try to stop around twelve. Um, any final thoughts about what we talked about so far before I wrap up the podcast? Nintendo sixty-four iconic. That's right. Icon. We should all, we should all pick up a uh, pick up an old game this weekend and check it out. Nostalgic vibes. <laughs> yeah, nostalgic vibes are heavy right now. Sad vibes. <laughs> okay. Well, that's going to do it for our podcast for this week. Anybody that came through to watch us, spend a little bit of time with us, thank you for watching. We have been Roll Jump Media. We do this podcast. We talk about topics that interest us. We talk about video game news that we find pertinent to us and to the video game industry as a whole and um, a bunch of other things we do uh, we do streams we uh, also have a, a website where we post all of our most of our content um, social media as well you can catch us there roll jump media and yeah give us a follow there see what we're talking about what we're about we'd love to have you thanks for watching and before i sign off does anybody on this panel have anything to say to our audience? Have a nice week. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs>
<laughs> All right. Thank you guys for watching. We'll see you next time.